Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. Living in this crazy fog that creates wrecks, creates all kinds of problems. And what happens is if you don't know how to drive in the fog, if you don't know what to do, if there's not something that you make adjustments for, then you're likely going to wreck because there's people in front of you that don't know what they're doing either. And so if they stop and you have no time to make that adjustment, it's just crazy what is going to happen. And maybe you're feeling that emotionally right now. Maybe you're feeling like an emotional wreck because this fog that has been going on has been uh, crazy. And we've been talking about the fog. We've been talking about people's opinions becoming dogma. And who do we believe? I just had conversations uh, over and over throughout the week of, of people that are confused and don't know who to believe, what to believe, and all those kinds of things. It's going on. It's crazy. There's the protests. There's the elections. There's COVID-19. And uh, even for us pastors, we're going through this time where it's crazy. What do we believe? What do we do? We open? Do we not open? Do we uh, go outside? Do we not go outside? We have some good news for you guys. Pay attention to your emails. Pay attention to the website. It's going to be a great week of information that everybody's going to hear. So we, we're looking forward to some really good things. But the things that we need to do in the fog are, number one, slow down. We talked about this. Slow down. We've, we learned that Jesus, in his most intense moments, would stop and pray, would slow down, would stop, would, would uh, find out, just align his heart with the Father's heart. It was powerful, powerful, powerful. We also learned that we need to adjust our lights. The Bible says that of itself, that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we need to let the Bible speak to us during some of the most confusing times. That's probably the best time to spend time in the Bible is to find our answers there. And this week we're going to talk about finding the lines, the lines in the road. Those are what I'm going to define as our values. If we don't have values that are established before we get into a mess, then those lines are going to be gone. And we have no way to know where to drive. We could drive right off the road because there's no lines that control or give us insight into what direction to go. And then next week, we're going to talk about use your surroundings. Believe it or not, there are people in our lives that uh, know more than we do, that have been where, uh, where we're going and that know exactly what to do when um, the, the fog is going on. And so we need to understand our surroundings. But today, I want to talk about these values that are the, the lines on the road. And I want to do this quiz with you guys. I want to do this quiz that um, I think will be helpful. So uh, get, get your pen out, call a friend, uh, ask for a clue, whatever you need. But here's the quiz, okay? It's the lines on the road. I got this from the DMV. All right, so uh, first of all, what does it say about the road if there's a, just a single solid yellow line on the road? What does it say about that road? Okay, give you a little bit of time. It says it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. It's, it's just, that's what, one yellow line says it's a two-way street. A double solid yellow line means what? No passing. No passing. You can't pass on that road. If it's solid on both sides, you cannot pass. A double yellow line with a broken line on one side. That means you can pass. You just have, it has, the broken part has to be on your side. If it's on the other side, don't pass. You're likely to get in a wreck. Okay, here's one. 
This might be tricky. What do all white lines in the road mean? All white lines. There's no yellow lines. There's just white lines on the road. It means a one-way street. It means a one-way street. So if all the lines are white, that means you're going either the wrong way on a one-way street or you're going the right way on a one-way street. But you're on a one-way street. And last one, what is that line on the right-hand side on the edge of the road? What is that called? It's called the fog line. It's exactly what it's there for. It's there to help people see where the edge of the road is so that you don't go careening off onto the side of the road because you can't see anything. It gives you a line to find when it's foggy. And I'm, we're going to use these lines, that line, as a line that describes the values in our lives. You see, um, a value is a principle that guides behavior based on what's important. If I were to spend any kind of time with you, I could find out what's important by just simply looking at your time, your calendar. I could look at your finances. I could look at your relationships. I could look at how much uh, food you buy. I could look at all kinds of things at your life and find out what's inf important because those things are our values drive our decisions. They drive our financial decisions. They drive our, our thinking, our, our behavior. And we need to understand what those values are. And if we don't have values, then what happens is we're driven by the wind. We're driven by the fog. And, and most often people that don't have values live in a foggy life. They live in a place where they don't have these things that are boundaries for them. And as a result, they go here, they go there, they go everywhere, causing wrecks, causing all kinds of problems. And so uh, maybe a value might look like you are always arriving on time. You're always getting there on time. And uh, that value means that you value being prompt. You value being uh, the, the person that is always on time. And that's a good thing. I like to be early. So I have this value of, of being early. But um, so maybe your practice for not uh, being late is to not hit the snooze alarm. Maybe you leave early. Maybe you avoid, uh, you, you prepare your clothes before you, you get ready for the next day so that all those things are ready so you don't have to be late. That would be a kind of a value. And Jesus talked about all kinds of values. But here's the big question. What allows us to stay on the road while living in a in, in the fog of our culture. What allows us to stay on the road while living in the fog of our culture? If we don't have values on that fog line, then we are going to uh, go off the road. We're going to wreck. It's going to hurt. It's going to create all kinds of problems. And my question to you today, maybe you're sitting at home and you're thinking, hmm, what, what has caused me to think of the way I do things. What has, do, am I just kind of innately living and not worrying about values and not thinking about those things? It's really good to think about your values because when you do, when you do, then you can uh, know that you have lines that are going to guide your life at, even when the fog hits. And so <clears throat> I want to talk to you about what drives those values. Okay? The, when we have values, they don't just come out of nowhere. They come from what I call virtues and what, what uh, Jesus describes as virtues. In Galatians 5, 19 through 26, watch this contrast between the negative and the positive. It says in verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft. Listen to these next several words because I think you could find them in our news 
uh, lines, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul tells the Galatian church, he says, hey, these are the things that are going to mess you up. These are virtuous. They don't have any virtues. Um, and, and sometimes it's just pure selfishness that drives these, these kinds of behavior. But then he goes on to describe these amazing virtues of the Spirit, of God's Spirit. Maybe you're new to church. Maybe you don't understand um, the, the whole Spirit idea. It's the nature or character of God that lives in us. And the, but it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. These are virtues or characteristics of, of who Christ is that we have in our lives. And as we follow these characteristics, as we allow these characteristics to get into our heart, get into our life, then we can see a radical change take place in our values. Virtues drive Values. I say this, virtues are the GPS of our values. They're the ones that guide us and direct us and develop our behavior or what's important in our lives. And so they create um, appetites. They create all kinds of things. These virtues create what uh, the values are in our lives. And so <clears throat> when we talk about values, we're talking about those boundaries that we have in our lives. Now, let me illustrate it this way. When you're at home and wanting to decide what to do for the day, when you're at home and you want to decide what to do for the day, think about the process that you go through. Maybe you're a loving mother. Well, if you're a mother, let's just assume that you're a loving mother. Okay? What, what questions do you go through when you start thinking about your values? Your values are going to drive your decision on what you do for that day. What's best for my kids? might be one of your big values. What's best for my kids? I'm going to do anything that's best for them. That's what a loving mom does. What about a responsible businessman? A, a businessman who's sitting in his office, thinking about the day, thinking about the leadership that he has to provide. What's best for my company? You see, there's value in, in being thought through in the decisions that a businessman is making. And so this businessman is sitting at his desk going, what's important? What's valuable? What's the most important thing that I can do for my company today? What about a caring spouse? Thinking about values, you're a caring spouse. You're, your husband or your wife, and it, it, you're thinking about them. And what's best for my wife or husband today? What's the most valuable thing I can do to bring to that relationship. And those, that's how values drive things. If you're, and notice that I used a virtue word before ever. You're a loving mother, loving. You're a responsible businessman, responsible. You're a caring spouse. All of those are virtues, but they drive the values. And so let's talk more about these values that Jesus wants to develop, these fog lines of uh, value that, that God gives us uh, direction on. Godly values are the guiding principles lived out godly virtues. Of lived out godly virtues. Godly values are the guiding principles of lived out godly virtues. And so these values are guided by the virtues. And these values are the, the boundary lines. They're the fog line. The fog line. So let's look at fog line number one. 
And I want you to look for this value. Always represent the Father. Always represent the Father. Now listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5. He says this. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Yeah, there's the clue right there. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. If you want to be a child of, of the King, then you need to love your enemies. Then he goes on and says, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are, you not, even, are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? More than others. Do not even the pagans do that? And then he says this, be perfect, therefore, as your father is perfect. Be perfect, therefore, as your father is perfect. The value, if I'm living out this Christian walk, if I'm living out this idea of, of following Jesus, the value that Christ is trying to put in our hearts here is that it is important that whatever we do, we are always representing the Father. We're always representing the Father. When I'm loving my wife, I'm representing the Father. When I come against an enemy, I love them because that's representative of who a child of the King is. So love is the virtue, but the practice or the value is always representing the Father. So in the fog, when we're in the fog, when we're talking protests or elections or COVID, whatever we're talking about, the, the, the value is always representing the Father. How do I do that? I always make sure that my attitude is right. I, I'd, I'd look at my enemies differently. I pray for them instead of confront them and get up in their grill, tell them what, what bad people they are. That's not, that's not a loving father. That's not representing the father well. And that's exactly where Jesus is coming from. So the virtue is love and the value is always representing God and his love. No matter the circumstance, everything we do is to represent him. That's the value. Here, let me give you another example from scripture. Fog line number two is always tell the truth. Always tell the truth. That's the value. Okay? That's the value. Listen for it. Again, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all. You don't have to say, you know, Girl Scouts, whatever the sign is. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe that's um, uh, Hunger Games. I'm not sure what that is. Okay? Again, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill the law to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear on an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, you cannot make even one hair, white or black. I love all this because basically it's saying, you are so not in control. The only thing you have control of is your integrity. And it says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. That's crazy. Anything other than yes or no comes from the devil. <laughs> That's crazy. And here's what we need to understand, is that when uh, the value is, is set, when the value is set and the fog is getting thick, and it wants you to lie. It wants you to expand the truth. It wants you to cheat on your taxes. It wants you to do something that you shouldn't do. When it gets super foggy, you know that the value, the fog line, is always tell the truth. Always tell the truth. And when you do, 
in a foggy world, it's not going to feel good. It might not feel great. But when you have integrity that can't be questioned, when you have integrity that stands tall, that's going to always, always keep you from a wreck. It's always going to keep you from messing your life up. The virtue is integrity, but the value is to always tell the truth. That's when that fog line becomes clear. As we grow in, Christ, in a relationship with Christ, this changes. Let me, let me give you an illustration because um, when I first became a Christian, I was 18 years old. I had lived all, all my life up to that point for myself. I realized that I was a selfish person. I was, I was a person that money was my own. I didn't tithe. I didn't give to God. I spent all my money on myself. I didn't have anybody teaching me about all that. Um, time was my own. I didn't spend time for anybody. I spent time for myself. And uh, others were a tool to get what I wanted. All of these things were the, the, the way I lived. The values that I lived, the, the highest value I had was me. I valued me over anybody. I valued myself. I valued everything that was for me and, and, and to my advantage. But then I became a Christian at 18. Then my life radically changed. Then I, I, I got away from um, uh, myself and I started to focus on Christ. And when God's Spirit began to work in my life, what was important to Jesus began to take over instead of what was important to me. And when we talk about what's important to Jesus, we talk about the values. We talk about what's valuable to Jesus. Instead of what's valuable to me, my, my selfish way, my money, my time, my, the way I, I, I related to others, now, now, it's all about what, what's important to Jesus. How can I serve? How can I give my finances, my resources? How can I use those for God's glory? How can I elevate others instead of trying to elevate me, instead of using people as a ladder rung? Now I want to push people up and see God do amazing things in people. That's a transformation. I'm not trying to talk myself up. I'm just simply saying that when Jesus takes over, the values change. The way of life changes. The things that are, are critical and important become, what would Jesus do? I know that sounds, uh, we've kind of overused that, that term, what would Jesus do? But I think it's more important to ask this question, what's important to Jesus? What's important to him? What would he do? Why would he do what he does? What would he do in this world today? And I believe it's love your enemies. I believe it's love, love your enemies. I, I think one of the, the, most the most powerful illustration is when Jesus is on that cross and he's stretched out. He's trying to catch a breath. The, the whole purpose of, of crucifixion is to suffocate you. And so as he pushes up to release his lungs, to, to, to gather air, he gathers that air and he says, he says this, he says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. That's loving your enemy. That's loving others before yourself. Jesus went crazy. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that perspective? Can you imagine that, that way of thinking when you're being crucified and the people in front of you, soldiers mocking him and gambling away his clothes? He says to them, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. 
Who would you pray for like that? What's important in your life today? Are you, are, are you boundaryless? Do you not have values? Do you not have those things, that, 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 that fog line? And, and you're going to catch yourself just flying off the edge of that, that road, much like that truck, and, and flying off the edge of the road because you don't have those values. That truck wasn't slowing down. That truck wasn't adjusting its lights. That truck wasn't finding the line. It was doing everything the opposite. And when it got to the point where he could finally see it was too late, he veers off the road and crashes. People are diving for their lives. What, what's your life situation right now? Where are the values leading you? Where are you going in, in your life? And I believe that what God is calling us to right now is to adjust our lights. Let the Bible speak to us. Slow down. Stop in this fog. Don't keep going as fast as you're going. Let the Bible be the speaker to your heart. We don't need to Google life. We need to Bible life. And when we Bible life, Google, we can filter out what is good and what's bad there. When we find those values, when we understand what Jesus, what's important to Jesus, then we can establish values that really make sense and that keep us from wrecking and that keep us on the road, that keep us on the road. What are your virtues? What are your values? What are the things that guide your life? What are those things that are important to you? And hopefully what you're asking is not what's important to me, but what's important to Jesus. What's important to Jesus as I love my wife? What's important to Jesus as I lead my business? What's important to Jesus as I go to school and I study and I do the things that I do? What's important to the, to the people around me? How can I serve? How can I elevate people? And when we get to that point where we love people and we love God and we take those values, I guarantee you, you will experience the best thing. And that is joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all those virtues that we mentioned earlier. Oh man, God has so many good things for you if you'll just follow the values and keep an eye on that fog line so that you won't crash and burn in the fog. We live in a fog today, no doubt. Let's drive so safe that we are, are healthy and whole so that we can minister to others, so that we can make a difference. Let me pray with you right now. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would do something radical. Do something radical to the hearts and lives of those around us, Father, that right now, those who are listening, that we would all establish our values. What's important to you? What's important in life, in, in this context? What's important about COVID and elections and, and, and protests and all those things? Jesus, what matters to you is what we want and what's important to you. So God, give us those fog lines to help us drive through this fog. Help us see clearly what's important to you so that we can be a help and whole in this situation rather than a, a wreck and harming others and causing others pain because we can't, we don't know how to drive in the fog. Lord, give us values, we pray. What's important to you? Speak to our hearts. Help us understand. I believe right now you are speaking what's important to a spouse. Right now, you're speaking what's important to a businessman as he endeavors to think about what's best for his company and Jesus, what you would do in that company. 
maybe a, a student that's going through college or high school or junior high, whatever the case may be, God, you're speaking what's important to them right now. I believe you're doing something special this moment. And I pray your blessing on all of those that are evaluating, that are thinking through what's important. And we'll get away from that fear of wrecking our, our life. Instead, we follow that fog line. And God, you keep us safe and healthy. Maybe you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you're kicking the tires of faith. And today you realize that one of the values Jesus had was you. One of the most important things that, that Jesus ever did on this planet was walk a life in such a way that he could save you. He could redeem your heart. He could give you value and worth. All his decisions while he was on this planet was to do everything he could to take away your sin and my sin and to give us the hope of eternal life. And today I want to offer that opportunity to you. You want to... You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? All you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that what you did on the cross provided forgiveness for my sin. I believe that what you uh, did three days later by raising from the dead, you promised me eternal life. And Jesus, I commit to, to follow you for the rest of my life. If you're here today and you want to accept Jesus Christ, say this brief prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I accept the work you did on the cross and I accept that you forgive my sins. I am a sinner and I need forgiveness and I thank you for it. And I believe that you rose from the dead and that today you live eternally and I thank you for the hope to live eternally with you. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, you prayed the best prayer you could ever pray. And all we would ask of you is to fill out that connection card. Let us know you accepted Jesus. And we'll do everything we can to help you grow in your faith and know what the next steps are. God bless you. God bless all of you. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope today is a day where you're learning to <clears throat> find those values, find that fog line, and know that God is going to guide you in your life today. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. I hope you have a great day. Ron's going to lead us out in a song. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.